Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel, migraine strategist, founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation, and chronic daily migraine survivor. I'm excited to tell you that I am here today with Dr. Tim Smith. Dr. Smith is the CEO of Study Metrics Research and has conducted numerous clinical trials in the area of migraine. He also is the Vice President of the National Headache Foundation. Hello, Dr. Smith. How are you? Doing well. I'm so glad you're here today. And we have a new topic today that I think people will really appreciate. Many people use cannabis for either chronic pain, chronic migraine, chronic headache. Um, today, we wanted to report on some recently published data that followed people with migraine, or at least went back and looked at their medical records, uh, people who had migraine and who used cannabis, and it had some surprising results. And so we're going to discuss some of the details of that and how it might apply to those of us who have migraine or chronic headache. So let's begin by discussing the fact that there has been some data previously to show that cannabis can provide some people who have migraine or chronic headache disorders with some relief, especially those of us who, let's say we might have nausea or we might have trouble with our appetite, et cetera. Is that true? Uh, in fact, it is true. And, uh, you know, I think that's why so many state legislatures have, you know, uh, approved uh, medical marijuana, and uh, I think it's in the majority of the states now, over half uh, have uh, medical marijuana laws, uh, if not uh, recreational marijuana laws. Uh, the point being, um, there's a general acceptance that uh, there is at least a partial benefit for many uh, different conditions, including um, uh, conditions that are characterized by nausea and pain. And, you know, we know that migraine uh, is one of those uh, uh, illnesses. And uh, anecdotally, I think anyone who's uh, worked in, um, you know, in a, in a headache clinic or neurology clinic has clearly seen patients that endorse benefit from it. So it's, uh, um, it, uh, it, it's no big surprise that, uh, you know, um, that migraine is one of the, one of the causes that uh, mar medical marijuana uh, clinics uh, prescribed to uh, patients. Okay. Well, first I'd like to ask about tolerance. There was some data, particularly, particularly in the last year, that came out and indicated that it perhaps people who used cannabis, used marijuana, uh, and had migraine might develop some tolerance to it. In other words, they would need to use more in order to get the same effect. Is that true too? Yes. And, uh, you know, the presumptive reasoning behind that is something that doctors call tachyphylaxis. And it basically means that those receptors adapt to the presence of the, the chemical or the drug or whatever. Uh, in, the, in this case, uh, presumably some cannabinoid, you know, and, the, and those receptors adapt to the presence of it. And uh, there can be uh, resistance as a result of that. Sometimes there may be second messengers or other things that can be involved, but it's clearly seen. I think that um, people that are regular users of uh, marijuana products uh, can also uh, have tolerance to the recreational effects as well. Uh, so it, it, it's not a shocking surprise that there could be some 
uh, tolerance to the medical benefits uh, for those who use uh, marijuana products for, med- uh, for medical problems. Okay. So tolerance is different from rebound. And I'm going to ask now about rebound. And the entire reason we decided to do this podcast on this topic today was because some new data was published that followed, um, well, they didn't exactly follow the patients, but they looked at patients with migraine and they looked at their medical records over a long period of time, about a year. And that what they were looking for um, was that patients that used cannabis for migraine was whether or not they developed rebound headache, which is different. And can you talk to us about what they found? Right. So, so these researchers were looking uh, at this, uh, an escalating uh, use of uh, cannabis products in, in their, uh, in their clinic population. And uh, they basically, they uh, did chart reviews on 368 patients, which for a chart review, that's a huge number, uh, honestly. Uh, so that the data is, you know, for observational data, this is, you know, pretty reliable uh, size. And of those 368, uh, there was 150 uh, patients in that group that were already uh, using cannabis uh, for their headache uh, diagnosis. And um, the rest were had it added to their to their regimen. So they had a year's worth of use of, of cannabis in 368 patients. And of those, they they looked at a specific set of criteria to uh, focus in on uh, this rebound phenomenon with medications. We call it medication overuse headache or MOH. We just mm-hmm. call it analgesic rebound or medication rebound headache. We moved away from that <clears throat> that terminology. I still prefer it, to be honest with you, and you know because it entails much more than just escalating use of medication. It kind of talks about that rebound phenomenon of you know once you if you try to withdraw the medication, the headache rebounds, and that's different from just a tolerance. And you know I, I have to take more pills each time to to make my headache go away, or I have to take more cannabis with each dose you know, because the, the amount I started using doesn't work as well anymore. So that's, that's kind of the difference between just, you know, tolerance and the rebound effect. And, and these researchers wanted to look and see what was going on with these people who, who were escalating the amounts of cannabis that they were using. And their conclusion was that uh, 212 out of the 368, so well over half, uh, had evidence of uh, developing rebound or, or medication overuse headache in the cannabis setting. Okay. So my question is, how can we use this information? If someone who's watching this episode it finds is finding that cannabis helps their migraine, how do they know if they are at risk for developing rebound headache? How can we tell if we have this problem or are close to developing this problem? Yeah, well, it's uh, sometimes it can be difficult, and you know, one of the concerns I have about reports like this is that uh, uh, you know how clinicians or prescribers or re- those who might recommend products for those with uh, disabling headache disorders might view this, and and mm-hmm. if they um, choose to not prescribe or recommend, uh, I would have concerns that there might be some folks that might uh, really benefit uh, from this that are uh, tremendously suffering otherwise and can't find reasonable 
uh, treatments, I'd be afraid that there might be a risk that um, they might not be able to get access uh, through medical marijuana, you know, prescribing uh, uh, processes. Uh, but that said, um, I, th- I think that the the real take home from this is to be aware that this could be a problem. Uh, an observational research project is is not conclu- conclusive data, but I think it we would be smart to uh, take heed and try to understand what this might mean for patients and help patients understand what it might mean for themselves. So if they notice that their uh, headache frequency is escalating, they still respond to their their cannabis product, uh, but then once it clears their system, the headache tends to come back. Mm-hmm. So, it, so with rebound headaches, we always tell people, you know, if you, if you take your uh, medication and it works, uh, but you find yourself taking more and more because once it goes away, the headache's more likely to come back. So it works against the migraine attack, perhaps, but then it over time makes it more likely that that migraine is going to come back. So that's the specific pattern we have to watch for. You know, if patients are having an increased use, it could be tolerance, but if they specifically see that rebound pattern developing, they should uh, uh, take notice of that and take steps to try to decrease the use, find other ways of treating, talk to your prescribers, your clinicians that are assisting you, try to find other ways to to, uh, ameliorate uh, the problems because you don't want to keep going down that, that pathway because that can really turn into a uh, nasty situation with with a full-on rebound syndrome. Right. And this is good advice, not just for cannabis, but any medication you might notice that pattern with when it comes to migraine, correct? Because this is a common thing in migraine, am I right, when it comes to rebound? Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this topic on cannabis, rebound, and migraine? Um, just, you know, I think we, uh, we always say that, you know, the best research ideas come from observation. And then sometimes the first phase of looking at things is through observational research and doing chart reviews and surveys and those kinds of things. We always yearn for those controlled trials. Uh, but this may be an area that it might be a while before we would see any, any convincing evidence from a controlled trial. So I wouldn't want to overinterpret what we're looking at, but we'd be silly to ignore it as well. And, uh, you know, if patients have something that they, that sounds like rebound, you know, talk with your, you know, with your clinicians about preventive care and about uh, other elements for your, for your acute care toolbox uh, to kind of spread out, you know, uh, the dosing on cannabis. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Smith. And thank you everyone for joining us, joining us this week on Heads Up. And please join us again next week. Bye-bye.